Candy is gone and like everything's wrong with the world. You know, it's like absolutely amazing. So as I was watching this today, I thought, wow, that is actually a very familiar scene to me because I have two little boys in my house and I see them do that all the time. So I want to show you a picture of my happy boys. Um, Jaden is on the right. He's five years old and Eli is on the left. He is two. Um, and they are happy like this a lot, but there are definitely moments in most days when they are unhappy. And Eli in particular, here's his current thing. When something doesn't go his way, here's what he does. He doesn't like say, oh, I did. He literally, okay, that's funny. So I was going to go there in a second, but that's the face he makes, okay? And Ben's trying, that was real, by the way. He's like totally having a fit and Ben's like, I'm just going to do this with him. Um, but literally he'll make that face and then he instantly throws himself on the ground, like face down, just lays on the ground and like screams, just like falls in a pile. So it could be like, no, I'm sorry, you can't have that permanent marker to like draw all over the wall. I'm sorry. And he'll just like fall on the floor and have a fit, right? Or I'm sorry, Eli, you really can't run through the house with the sharp knife you just grabbed off the counter. It's not okay. And he like, I take it away and he just flops himself down and has a total fit. When my boys don't get their way, they lose their minds a little bit, right? Anybody seen a toddler do this before? Right? Okay. So this is a common scene at my house. But my question for you is, does that sound a little bit familiar to you? Does it hit a little close to home? Can you think of times in your life, maybe all too recently, when things haven't really gone your way and maybe you've had a little bit of a fit about it? Maybe that's in your mind or in your heart. Um, maybe you're falling on the floor in a pile. I don't know, we can ask your friends that question, maybe. Um, but I want you to think about times in your life that that might be true. Let me tell you two examples from my story, from my life, when that was definitely true of me. So um, soon after college, I started dating a guy for about a year. And about a year into that relationship, um, it was getting harder. We weren't communicating very well, things were just getting hard. So we decided to take two, part, two weeks apart to kind of pray and seek God and figure out like what he was really asking us to do in this relationship. So in these two weeks, um, when we came back together, I had heard from God very certainly that I was supposed to marry him. Like we were going to get married and live happily after ever, and that was going to be awesome. Um, however, <laughs> at the end of those two weeks, he came with his answer, and he felt very clearly that he was not going to marry me. And that actually ended up being the end of that relationship. And much like Eli, <laughs> I was throwing myself on the floor, kicking and screaming, not really, not in front of him anyway, right? Um, <laughs> but this is not the way I wanted things to go. And I spent a lot of energy and a lot of time over the next several months um, really kind of being upset and frustrated and spending a lot of energy because things didn't go the way I wanted. It's example number one. Example number two, um, several years later, I had moved back to America after living overseas for a couple years. And even before I came home, the perfect dream job had been promised to me. Um, it was working in a high school here in Grand Rapids um, as kind of a counselor, a chaplain at the high school, helping lead study trips for high school students to Israel and lots of really amazing stuff. I got home from living overseas and I went to the school and they gave me like the staff handbook and they showed me my office and they told me my salary and I remember they just said to me oh there's just one more formality like a, a parent meeting and after that last meeting everything will be done so we had that meeting and it was kind of weird but whatever I go home and they called me that afternoon and said sorry we don't really know what happened uh, we can't really explain it to you but we can't hire you 
And this time, literally, I remember being on the phone, hung up the phone, and like fell to my knees and just cried. Like, God, what are you doing? This is not the way that I wanted things to go. Now, in those moments when things don't go quite the right way, we kind of have tunnel vision, right? When Eli's having a fit on the floor, that's all he's thinking about. All he can see and think is the way he feels and his thoughts and his pain or frustration. And sometimes for us, when we're in these situations, all we have is tunnel vision. All I see is my situation right now, my pain, my heartbreak, my frustration, my confusion, um, and I can't really see anything else. And I think lots of us know how it feels when things don't go the way we want it to, right? We all know about heartbreak or disappointment or confusion. Maybe it's even just being overwhelmed by all the things that are happening and not quite understanding what to do. This is where there is a good news word from God. So I want you to listen to these words from Isaiah 55. Don't put them on the screen yet. We just want you to listen. Listen to what God might have for you in these words. God says to you, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord from Isaiah 55. Thanks be to God. You can put them on the screen because I want you to see them and read them one more time. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, just like with my boys, I have a different perspective on their troubles than they do. God has a different perspective on the things going on in your life than you do. So my job is to keep my boys safe and healthy and keep them thriving. And sometimes that means taking sharp knives away from Eli, even though he doesn't like it, (laughs) right? And God loves you more than you can know. God sees the bigger picture more than you could ever see. He's wiser and stronger and greater, and he sees more of your story than you see right now in that sort of tunnel vision focused on the thing you're unhappy with right now in your life. Now, here's the thing. I just want to show you a couple pictures. That first disappointment, the breakup, remember that story? God's way was higher, and it led to this. Right? I know. I mean, are you kidding me? I could not have known this, I won't tell you how many years ago, (laughs) a long time ago when I was so frustrated because things were not going the way I thought they were going to go. I had no idea, but God had something so much better. Look at how beautiful those boys are, right? God's ways were higher than mine. Praise God. Story number two, remember the job I didn't get. Well, not very much longer, maybe a year and a half later, this happened. And I ended up here. (laughs) Right? And now I get to work with those crazy people, and I get to be with all of you guys in a job that I think is the best job on planet Earth. You can argue if you want, but Ben and I will both argue. We have the best jobs in the world. 
Praise God, his thoughts were higher than my thoughts and it led me to campus ministry. And I'm so thankful, but I didn't see that before. So some of you are in this situation right now. There's something in your life. Maybe it's a relationship that's ended that you really didn't want to see that end. Maybe your program isn't going as well as you wanted. Maybe you're not getting into the program you thought you were coming here for. Maybe this college thing has been a lot harder and stressful and more lonely than you anticipated. Maybe there's a friend who's hurt you or disappointed you. Chances are, in a room this size, there are lots of us feeling that there is something going on right now that is not the way we want it to be. So, in these moments, if that's true, what are we supposed to do? What do we do when things aren't going our way? And as I was getting ready for this teaching, in fact, even just a couple weeks ago, I started hearing this word, and the word was perspective. Like, we need perspective. Just like God has a different perspective on our stories than we do, we need a different perspective as we look at our circumstances. So tonight, we gather in this room to worship God. To worship the God whose ways are higher than ours. We worship the God in this room whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And worship, together like this, gives us perspective. I love this because what it does is it pulls us out of our tunnel vision. It lets us kind of get up from the tantrum we're having on the floor and kind of pulls our faces out of the thing that's so consuming to us, the thing that just feels so painful and is overwhelming and and just takes all of our energy and our thoughts and the things we're trying to fix, and it kind of lifts our eyes off of those things and fixes them on the God who awes us. The God who is before all things. The God who created all things. The God who holds all things together. Tonight as we come in this room, whatever you're carrying, whatever you bring, it's a beautiful chance to gain perspective. To kind of lift your eyes and out of the tunnel vision, open your mind and your heart to the awe and beauty that is God. In these moments, God becomes big and we become small. He becomes bigger than that thing in our life that isn't going quite the way we hoped. There are lots of ways to gain perspective, right? Go outside, walk through the woods right now because it's beautiful. Climb a mountain, look at the sky, hear stories from the people around you. It's a really great way to get perspective. And I think worshiping together is also another way. So one more thing we're going to do tonight is I want to show you a short video to help us gain perspective of our size compared to the God who created all things. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch this short video. Um, It's featuring Louis Giglio from The Passion Movement. It's pretty mind-blowing, pretty amazing. And after we watch this video, we're just going to worship. We're going to turn our faces and our eyes to the one who knows more than we do. So before we do that, I want you to hear these words one more time from Isaiah 55. And maybe even think about the situation in your life. 
that right now isn't quite how you want it. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Maybe this will help a little bit more. This absolutely blew my mind. Just a little journey through our solar system. Everyone knows our planets and sort of how we fit in to the story here. You see really quickly that we're not even the biggest deal in our own solar system, but as Earth comes by, you have to know tonight that we are living on a privileged planet. Anyone would tell you we're living at one of the most special places, if not the most special place in all of creation. But Neptune comes by and Saturn and then Jupiter and you're like, okay, we're not all that big, even in our own little cul-de-sac. I just noticed the blue dot fading away is not the Earth. That's Neptune. The Earth has gotten too small to see anymore. Sirius comes by. Little plug for satellite radio. <laughs> Not the biggest star, but the brightest star that we have found so far. Pollux, which we didn't mention. Arcturus. Such a beautifully named one, Regal. But then the one that messed me up. Musifi. Musifi's cousin, W. Sifi. And Canis Majoris. And do you know that you couldn't come up here right now with a Sharpie? and make a mark on the screen that would approximate the size of our sun, you couldn't even do it. I mean, when you look at these and their relative size, we just have to put a little arrow over there that says, if you could put the sun on here, which you can, it would go somewhere about here. And um, can you hang on that for me? And when you see this, I don't know what happens to you, but I'll tell you what happens to me. A shrinking feeling comes over me, and it's not a bad shrinking feeling, it's a good shrinking feeling. Because sin, it has a, a way of shrinking God down in our minds and puffing us up in our own estimation. But just a glance into the universe that God has made resizes everything in a heartbeat. And you realize tonight we are worshiping an unrivaled, uncontested God of all kind of might and power and glory and awe who is, there's none like him anywhere in all
Father, we know you want the best for your children. And you ask for us to want the same. Your plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Still, this prospering can be difficult to see in our broken world. Help us to see hurting people through your eyes and to empathize with those whose lives are so much more difficult than ours. In the face of crisis, help us to avoid becoming cynical, dismissive, and unfeeling. Help us to do all we can to make your kingdom come in this situation and in every situation of pain or injustice that we come across. Help us now, today, to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you. Amen.